Adam Pengilly, who, of course, is a regular here on the Big Sports Breakfast to talk racing and a rugby league. And, Adam, I guess this is almost like a broken record. During the autumn, we have to deal with William Haggis again. He's going to send out a couple of good ones, I'm sure. Morning, Ben. Morning, boys. Yeah, you're right. He's um, going to send out a couple of his top liners. Ray Thomas has a story in the Telegraph this morning about William Hags's team for the Sydney Autumn Carnival, headlined, obviously, by Dubai Honour, who's been so good in Sydney for the last couple of years. Um, the market suggests he's going to be a, extremely hard to topple as as favourite heading towards the Queensland Estates, provided he gets here in one piece. And then the other interesting horse, from my point of view, is this... This English stayer called Desert Hero, who's obviously part owned by uh, King Charles, who uh, is, does anyone know if he's coming down for the Everest later this year? I know there's been discussion about it, and Melbourne's trying to get him down for the Melbourne Cup, but he's probably going to be sending a horse in his name first and foremost to to the Sydney Autumn Carnival and maybe targeting the Sydney Cup. So yeah, William Haggis has an enormous strike rate, Ben. You know that better than most when he comes down to Sydney, and he'll be uh, bringing some of his top liners down for the Autumn Carnival in a couple of months' time. Clarky, you're on a first-name basis with King Charles. Oh, yeah. Charlie, as you call him. Do you know if he's coming here for the Everest? The King's welcome. We'll put him up at... Uh, we like to put our superstar celebrities up at uh, Homebush, the Novotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Little, you think we're sending King little Charles si- to the Novotel? Novotel, yeah. little single bed. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good a good uh, nachos, room service. Do we quarantine him? Do we still do probably, two weeks? Probably, yep. yep. Probably, he'll probably need to do a week of quarantine. Um, <laughs> LeBron James, him and his son, they're there. Tiger Woods, he'll be out there as well. He's coming over. So, yeah, the King's welcome. I believe... I think he'll enjoy the Novotel. I believe, Adam, question without warning, I believe Royal Ramwick's one of only two Royal Royal tracks. Yes. Is that right? Royal Ascot? No, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think you're right, Ben. It's, it, it has had approval to be named to be called, obviously, Royal Ramwick and obviously Royal Ascot over in, in the UK. So it's going to be... His schedule is going to have him down here in this part of the world around that time. He's got some visits to the Pacific Islands um, around October. And that's oh, why the wheels have been in motion for a while now to try and get him down to, to the Spring Carnival and potentially Everest. But no doubt that VRC would, would be desperate to have him stay a little bit longer and attend the attend the Melbourne Cup. So that's all going to play out, I'd imagine, in the next few months. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see him have a presence down here in Australian racing somewhere for, for at least a couple of days throughout the Spring Carnival. What about New Zealand, buddy? They've announced a new rich race. What sort of prize money are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. Big news, Clarkie, that, that broke from New Zealand yesterday. They've announced this new th- uh, race just for three-year-olds, the NZB Kiwi, which will be held um, next year. Three and a half million New Zealand dollars, which equates to a bit over three million Aussie. It will be the richest three-year-old race um, in the Southern Hemisphere. And I'm interested to see how this goes. It's going to be a slot race. 14 horses are going to be involved. We know these slot races are pretty much all the rage. Now we have several of them around Australia after the inception of the Everest. New Zealand's obviously following on in the same boat and They've identified a, a little bit of a gap, they believe, in the market for, for three-year-olds. I, I'm interested to see how many Australian-trained horses actually head across there to, to target that race. Obviously, it'd be you know, pretty well populated by Kiwi horses, you'd imagine. But we've got a pretty busy three-year-old program in the autumn as it stands right now. Horses that sort of head towards the, the Guineas, the Randwick Guineas, the Roseville Guineas, the Derby, obviously, over here in Sydney. There's some good three-year-old racing down in Melbourne throughout the Autumn Carnival, headlined by the Australian Guineas. And obviously, it's the option for the three-year-olds to, to take on the older horses in races like the Doncaster or the Queen of the Stakes. So, yeah, fascinating to see how it works, but obviously trying something over there. And, and no doubt, the, the prize money offer is going to be a, a headline grabber for a lot of fans and punters. And you got some news on Tyler Schiller? Yeah, um, Loz. Um, he had this inquiry hanging over his head from a couple of weeks ago, this race involving Cool Jakey. And if you remember correctly, he went out in a absolute light speed 
uh, with Felix Majestic in a, in a benchmark race. And Stewards adjourned an inquiry. They asked some questions on the day. They held it over. They announced on, on Saturday that they won't be taking any further action against Tyler Schiller, um, which is good news for him because his horse, let's just say, needed a good lie down after that race for a week or two. Mm. <laughs> he, he struggled to recover. The pace was just far too slick. But Tyler's in the clear in regards to, to that ride. He did pick up a suspension, actually, on the weekend at Rose Hill. He only copped a one-meeting suspension. People might ask a question saying, well, how can you get found guilty of interference or careless riding and only cop a one-meeting suspension. Well, he'd actually gone more than 800 rides without causing, uh, without being charged for, for careless riding, which is quite remarkable, really, in the cut and thrust of the of Sydney racing, to be able to do that and have such a clean record. So the stewards showed a fair bit of leniency and said, mate, we'll just give you one meeting on, on, on your go and we'll, uh, we'll see you here next week. The Brisbane Broncos, they held their breath yesterday when Adam Reynolds went down, but he's been cleared of that. Well, a serious foot injury, and mm-hmm. it, it'll only keep him yeah, possibly on the sideline for a week or two. Do you see the vision laws in the news? Oh, I did. When he hobbled off, I'm thinking, oh, geez, that doesn't look yeah. great. Yeah, it didn't look good at all. I thought, geez, he, he might have done something a little bit serious here, but thankfully, the scams have come back saying that's only a, a minor sort of injury. They, they need him firing laws to start the season, don't they? Especially over there in Vegas. And I just. They're a fascinating watch this year, the Broncos, just given what happened in the grand final last year. They can, they can either make or break them, what happened in that, the last 20 minutes of that grand final. They can, they can be galvanised and, and go on and, and have a deep run into the competition and potentially be premiers, or it could go the other way and could really get inside their heads. And he's so crucial to them keeping an even keel, Adam Reynolds. So, yeah, thankfully that scare was not nothing too serious. He'll obviously be on ice for a week or two and then hopefully be ready to go for the trial games and, and starting of the season in Vegas. We need to say goodbye for another day, Adam. It's been great to have you on the show. Just before I let you go, we didn't get enough ammunition. The boys have said to me, if Jared's going to come back, I need a little more for Monday. How bad out of ten are we talking? So, <laughs> no, he was all right. He was, he was okay. No, triple was, figures? He, or s- no, well, actually, a funny story. We, 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 <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be very quick. I know you've got to get to the news. We were, we were the last group off when we played. We were behind the competition, so we were running a little bit out of daylight, probably running out of patience, more, more importantly. Um, he hit an amazing shot into the last hole. We are playing the last hole of the day from about 150 metres out. Jared hit it to about four or five foot. It was an incredible shot. And as we're walking up to the green, he's thinking, oh, I'm going to sink this putt. It's going to be a great way to finish. Oh, the no. sprinklers came on oh. straight as well. <laughs> <laughs> Timing is everything. <laughs> I'm, con- I'm convinced there was someone who was sitting in the clubhouse just waiting for these blokes to walk up and they hit the button going bang. And we, so we, we got all wet. We had to wait about a minute or two for the sprinklers to stop for him to try and make his putt and he missed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have blamed the sprinklers at all. <laughs> oh, no, we'll blame the sprinklers. Oh, lucky, don't worry. He would have been dirty as. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Enjoy the day, mate. See you, boys.